She rubbed her forehead. But you have to come. It's your company party. Sweetie, if I can get this deal wrapped up quickly, I might make it. But not if you don't let me leave. It's a $5 million account. I can't afford to leave anything to chance. James, they'll understand. Just... His own frustration became evident. Give me a break, will you? If something goes wrong, they will not understand. If that happens, you can say goodbye to your new car, your big home, to everything. (sighs) They're just things. I don't need them. I need you. Look around you, Leah. You've got your studio, expensive art to hang on the walls, anything you want. Do you really want to give it all up? Before she could answer, he shrugged on his suit jacket. Checking his watch, he gave her an absent peck on the cheek. I promise I'll try to make the party and make it up to you. And then he was out the door. Leah sank down on the bed. It was a lovely home, certainly. But he was wrong when he said she had anything she wanted. She wanted him. And he was unavailable. She had recently been longing for the cramped, water-stained one-room apartment they first shared. They'd been young. They'd been in love. It had been heaven. They had made love every night back then, before he was too busy. She'd hop up afterwards and naked paint murals on the walls while he stayed in bed watching. The phone rang. Are you two ready? It was Alexis, James's partner's wife. She was a brassy blonde with whom Leah had struck up an unlikely friendship. Rick's still swearing at his cummerbund, Alexis continued. He says formal events always remind him of his prom. <laughs> Leah, tempting humor, said, If he gives you a wilted pink carnation, just smile and say thank you. Cute. We'll pick you up around eight. Does that work? James can't make it. I think I'll cancel. What? He's working. It's his party. I know, but there's not much I can do, is there? Leah heard Alexis call out to her husband. Why is James going into the office? He's going to miss the party. Rick's muffled response sounded a lot like lucky bastard to Leah. Alexis came back on the line. So you'll go stag. I really think I'll just pass, Lexi. I'll call you Saturday. Maybe we can do brunch. You're going. I said so. No arguments. Her voice turned cajoling. You do have a dress, right? Leah looked down. She did have a dress. A very sexy, very slinky, very red dress. It was gorgeous. If she skipped the party, she'd end up on the couch eating ice cream and watching the English patient. The dress back in the closet. Two hours later... She was standing next to the punch bowl, all alone, in her sexy red dress. Lexi and Rick were dancing. Lexi caught her eye and waved enthusiastically. Leah waved back. When they turned away, she frowned, wishing the evening was already over. Suddenly, a large hand gripped her elbow. Don't tell me, James whispered into her neck, that some fool stood you up. It's not like it's the first time... Before the words were out of her mouth, she winced. What I mean is... Shh. His hand was still on her elbow, and she realized he was suddenly guiding her across the room toward the terrace and the dark lawn beyond. Where are we going? I promised I'd make it up to you when I got here. Outside, the air was cool. Torches lined the path, but she still had difficulty seeing. She faltered. James caught her in a strong grip. Careful, beautiful. Wouldn't want to tear that dress. He bent down and nipped her neck and then whispered, At least not yet. Ahead, she glimpsed a gazebo, silent and shuddered. James stepped in front of her and gave the door a kick. It swung open easily and he pulled her inside. 
Her eyes hadn't adjusted to the darkness. Uh, James? He ripped the dress from her body. She stood there in strappy heels and panties. His breath was hot in her ear. No bra? Good. My God, James, the dress. Speech failed her as his hands found her breasts. He was demanding and powerful. She arched into his touch. He pulled her down to the floor. Blankets had already been spread beneath them. She looked around, thinking that the gazebo was about the size of that first little apartment. He nudged her legs apart, knelt between them. He fingered the wet silk that covered her crotch. I want to taste you. She was breathless, not able to say a word. He stripped her completely. For a moment, she lay bare and exposed, the cool air tickling her. Then he bent down and his tongue parted her lips. She bucked. He braced his hands on her thighs and held her steady. Where do you think you're going? And he returned to his task. Long, deep, thorough licks ignited her. She called out to him nonsense, wordless moans. He was ruthless, pushing her to the edge. Please, she begged. Please, please, please. His tongue circled her. She strained upwards, fists clenched, head thrown back. He kissed her. You're delicious. A man could live on that. He was straddling her hips and his hardness nudged at her. I'm going to take you right here on the floor. She knew she should be worried about being discovered, but the idea just ratcheted her arousal up another notch. Without warning, he entered her. She was soaking wet and ready. You were waiting for me, weren't you? She nodded, not trusting her voice. He pulled out almost all the way and then rammed forward again, deeper, harder. Well, he said, I'm home now. She imagined the sight. James mounted above her, naked, his muscled back shining with sweat, her fingers digging into his arms. He drove into her fiercely. He spread one hand across her chest, over her heart. You're so close, he murmured. I can always tell. Come with me, Leah. Their gazes locked. In response, she wrapped her legs around him, bringing him impossibly closer. She bit his nipple, then kissed along his neck and jaw. That seemed to break something within him. His thrust became frenzied and his frantic pace sent her over the edge. She cried out, not caring who might be listening. And just before he came inside her, he dropped his forehead to hers. There are paint cans in the corner. We have all night.